The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with hosts Victoria and Adair Moran. Victoria is an author, inspirational speaker, and a certified holistic health counselor and vegan lifestyle coach. She's here with her daughter Adair, a lifelong vegan and an actress, a playwright, and a stunt performer to entertain, educate, and inspire you on your journey to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Now let's get this party started. Here are your hosts, Victoria and Adair. Everybody and welcome to Main Street Vegan. I'm your host, Victoria Moran. Now, I know that the intro says that I'm still co-hosting with my daughter, Adair. But you know what these kids tend to do? They tend to just fly the coop. Adair said to me, I like the show, and you know I'm committed to being vegan, but it's your passion. And you want to say, but you're my kid. You're supposed to have my same passions. But since that's not the way it works, um, Adair has resigned from being my co-host, and I'm sort of winging it by myself most of the time these days, but today I actually nabbed a fabulous co-host, which is so exciting, because I really got used to the banter thing, and this doing a soliloquy was just not cutting it, so I'm really, really happy today to introduce my co-host, Erin Red Grayson, and you can call her Red because everybody else does. She has gorgeous red hair that she was actually born with, and she's way beautiful. She is the host of a weekly vegan podcast called Red Radio, and you can find it on iTunes, just like you can find Main Street Vegan, uh, and it's also on her site, which she will tell us about in a minute. Red is an actor, an athlete, co-founder of The Seed, a fabulous, incredible vegan expo that happened in in New York City a few months back. And talk about being dedicated and having a passion. You are a way passionate vegan. I do my best. It's the it's the it's the one thing that gets the juices flowing and gets keeps me excited to wake up every day. So, so how did that happen for you? Uh, it, about seven years ago, it was uh, February of. I have it tattooed on my arm. Actually, it was February tenth, two thousand and six. <laughs> I uh, I was out for dinner with a good friend of mine who was vegan, and uh, we happened to order the same thing, uh, just because I liked vegan food. And uh, she was vegan. So we got the same thing. And she sat down and she said to me, so are you vegan? And I said, "Uh, no, no, I'm not vegan. I just really like the mega soy burrito at Burritoville. So that's what I'm getting. And she said, oh, she said, okay, well, why, why aren't you vegan? And I proceeded to vomit out my reasons why I wasn't vegan for about the next five minutes straight. I just told everybody why I wasn't vegan. And it was the first time I had ever heard myself say those things and she did the right thing she just let me talk she let me dig my own grave really and uh once i heard myself say that stuff i went home that night and i was like wow i just sounded like i didn't know what the heck i was talking about at all i sounded like an uneducated just somebody was grasping at straws for reasons 
why I wasn't doing something. And so I made the decision. That was on a Friday night. That following Monday, I went vegan and I never went back. That is a really interesting way to look at it because I think whenever you make a choice that is not the majority choice, you're always defending it. So we get asked lots of times, why are you vegan? Right. But the idea of asking somebody, why aren't you vegan? That's exactly. very interesting. Well, the tables were turned. And so I was being the defensive one. And, uh, and I, knew, I knew immediately, I just knew immediately that uh, I didn't know what I was talking about. And oh. I, better, I better back it up. If I, if I am going to tell people why I'm not vegan, I, I should at least have tried my best. Yeah, so absolutely. It turns out after trying my best, it's a lifelong thing now. So. Yeah, well, your, your best turned out to be pretty darn good. Anybody out there who'd like to join the conversation, you can call us at 888-558-6489. And Aaron, why are you sitting here next to me talking into the same microphone on well, this particular day. Yeah, well, it was just this random coincidence. I happened to be in your living room today. <laughs> and so now here I am in, in front of your computer. No, I I uh, am, am happily, I'm blessed to be part of the, uh, the second installment of the Main Street Vegan Academy. Yeah, so. it, it is absolutely amazing to me. I knew that the first course was great. One woman said after it was over, other than having my two children, this is the best thing I've ever done. (laughs) And it's sort of like, oh, well, how do you top that? And now the second course has gathered and people are here from around the country. And a lot of people are here from the New York City area, Mm -hmm. which is even more remarkable than coming from afar this particular week because we just went through this hurricane. And now as I look outside, we're having some sort of blowy, blustery snow thing. It's like Winnie the Pooh. And yet (laughs) we are all here to learn about how to help other people exactly. get on this amazing path. Exactly. And we've had a wonderful presentation today, actually two presentations from Marty Davey, RD, MSRD, registered dietitian, who is La Diva Dietitian. She, she, uh, she spent many years as an actor. And uh, she is a dietitian who can make nutrition so much fun. And she'll be joining us in our second and third segments and She'll answer all of your nutritional questions if you want to give a call at 888-558-6489. So what is the coolest thing about being a vegan, Red, in your opinion? Wow, that's that's a loaded question. I think the coolest thing about being a vegan is uh, walking the walk, meaning that you know we all have these core values and we all have these core ethics and we talk about all these wonderful things that we want for the world and we want for our future generations but you know for whatever whatever it's worth most of us are not actually doing what it takes to create that world and i think that veganism is for me anyway it's the foundation of everything else um as far as um living compassionately and uh, treating others the way you want to be treated. I mean, we just don't, we don't stop at, at humans. We go for, you know, every, every species, every, um, every living creature out there, we feel we treat them with the same compassion, the same respect that we hope to be treated with. Um, and, you know, I think the environmental aspect of it is, is something that needs to, needs to be uh, emphasized for sure. It's, it's, we literally are paving the road for our children and our children's children and the rest of it. And I mean, if we say that we want what we want, then we better do something to get it. And that's, that's the basic, that's the foundation right there. Mm. So. I love that phrase you used. We don't stop at humans. Yeah. Maybe it's because of Twitter that I tend to think in sound bites these days. <laughs> and I really like, we don't stop at humans. And also during lunch today at the Academy, one of the students said, I mostly eat kale and things that go on kale. I thought that's a nice one too. You know, how can you go wrong with the the queen of the greens? Yeah. So, what do you like to eat? Uh, kale. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I actually often say that my favorite meal, the meal that that makes me feel the best, not only flavor wise and eating it, and actually you know, the ritual of sitting down and eating a meal. Uh, it also makes my body feel like I'm shot out of a cannon. I can feel every cell in my body just vibrating. I call it beans, greens, and keens. Kale, raw kale, or collards, or, you know, arugula, anything, name it. 
um, beans. I don't care what kind of bean. My favorite happens to be black-eyed peas, but uh, any kind of bean. And then quinoa. And, you know, whatever you, you can add or subtract. For, well, don't subtract, but you can add from there. Um, I like tahini. I like oil-free dressings. I try to, I try to avoid the oil for the most part, um, unless we're talking about something like a brownie or ice cream, in which case... The oil-free thing usually goes out the window. Um, but yes, beans, greens, and keens. Big bowl of greens, big scoop of quinoa, big scoop of beans, and whatever dress I like. That is probably my favorite favorite meal. I'm also a kombucha addict. I try to have a kombucha every day. It's replaced my daily coffee from a couple of years ago. So that's what makes me feel good. I try to. I like to say that I ask a lot of my body. Um, and so I have to treat it with the kind of respect that it needs to perform to the level that I'm asking it to perform at. Mm, that is lovely. And if you could see this woman's complexion, I know that we are all spiritual here and we are not supposed to envy our neighbor's cheeks. <laughs> but uh, golly, you have the most beautiful skin. And really, now I'm really lovely. Well, come back after these these uh, announcements because we have another pretty vegan joining the conversation and you can join the conversation too here on main street vegan at unity online radio the voice of an awakening world When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Do you sometimes feel as though the door to happiness has closed and there's no other door in sight? In her book, Ask Yourself This, Unity Minister Wendy Craig Purcell reminds us that everything happens for a reason. We've all experienced situations which felt like anything but good. We may have lost our job or gone through a divorce or experienced some other dark night of the soul. Yet those very experiences, when met spiritually, can lead us to a much greater good. The lost job can be what finally motivates us to discover the work that truly feeds our soul. The ending of a marriage can trigger us to do the emotional healing and personal growth work we've been avoiding for years. Every one of us can look back at negative or painful experiences in our lives and say that they turned out to be the best, worst things that ever happened to us. For more insight from Wendy Craig Purcell, read Ask Yourself This from Unity House Books. If you're focused on getting the right answers, Ask Yourself This emphasizes the importance of asking the right questions. Order your copy today at www.unity.org. Jenny is looking for an adventure. I love new cities, the culture, the architecture, the food. Joy prefers a little R&R. Just give me a book and cozy chair along the ocean, and maybe a massage or spa treatment. Both are spiritually minded. The cave temples in Sri Lanka sound amazing. What a life-changing experience. Studying Eastern spirituality, going right to the source, it's the journey of a lifetime. Both Jenny and Joy will find exactly what they're seeking on Spirit of the East, a 14-day voyage from Singapore to Mumbai. And so will you. Join us April 17th to May 1st, 2013. Spirit of the East, a perfect blend of relaxation and adventure. Explore more at unity.org slash spiritoftheeast.
You're listening to Main Street Vegan with Victoria and Adair Moran. If you have questions or comments about today's topic or any other area of interest, we invite you to follow Victoria Moran on Twitter or email her at MainStreetVegan at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, back to Main Street Vegan. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Victoria Moran, and you are listening to Main Street Vegan. I hope you've also read Main Street Vegan, which is my latest book, co-written with my lovely daughter, Adair. You can find it wherever books are sold. It's 40 little chapters on everything that you need to know to go vegan, stay vegan, or at least get on the road to being vegan. And there's a recipe after each of the 40 little chapters. It's lots and lots of fun. I love it that a lot of people that we've all heard of, like the book, Russell Simmons, Ellen, it's just a very, very cool feeling to think that I've put something out into the world that is helping the world. So I'm here today with Erin Red Grayson. You can find out more about her on her website, Erin Red, E-R-I-N-R-E-D.com. And, right? Yeah, that's And it. we are going to be bringing on our special guest of the day, La Diva Dietitian. Marty Davey is a registered dietitian who was bored to tears with dull nutrition information. Hmm, that sounds like some other people I know. Originally from Cleveland, Ohio, she's been a street musician in Paris. She's trekked in Nepal. She was hired as a psychic for parties and phone networks. Oh my gosh, Red, we have the psychic hotline. Oh, I love it. So call in with your nutrition questions and to find out if that guy you met at the party might really be the one. Marty has worked in film and television with some of the biggest stars in Hollywood and she left it all to do what she wanted most to bring compassion and hope to every sentient being on the planet la diva dietitian marty davy welcome to the show well hello darlings (laughs) (laughs) she's very shy everybody oh yes the actor can leave the theater but the theater (laughs) does not leave the actor so thanks for being here today thanks for being on the faculty of main street vegan academy yes and I love how you package this nutrition stuff in in fun. It's like every time I had to leave the room, I would hear you guys dancing to oldies. What on earth were you doing? What does that have to do with amino acids? Oh, well, it's really the whole point is that we've taken the fun out of food. I mean, we, we, if you look at ads, ads all say, oh, yes, um, you know, and this is fun. And this cereal is fun. But really, when I talk with people, it's a lot of, um, gee, I don't eat good. I really eat bad, blah, blah, blah. And we feel really guilty about what we're doing. And I don't, I want people to feel guilty about what they're doing. I want them to feel great about what they're doing. And everyone is at their own personal level of health and where they want to go to. And like my job is to take them there and it's really awful to take people there being bored it's more fun if you are laughing while you're doing it so i want to make it fun and i want to make it accessible so that's really that's it and and ladiva <laughs> my ultra ego ladiva is um she's all about that she's she wears crazy hair and and she's on my youtube channel which is ladiva dietitian and um it's all about Food can be yummy. She's into very yummy. And it can be cholesterol-free and yummy and fun and easy. And um, and that's what I want people to do. I want them to look at her and, ha- and think, oh, I can do this. You know, I can do this. This is easy. And um, it, it can be kind of a, a crazy fun experience as opposed to, oh, my God, I just found out about my cholesterol and all that kind of really downer stuff. I'm like, that's not what, that's not what, eating should be about it should just be about nourishing yourself and hopefully a communal thing also we really like the communal and the cultural aspects of it we have a wonderful engineer for this show jeff we're seeing him right now in the skype picture yes and and jeff seems to disagree with some of my guests uh, about food (laughs) in that he really likes candy and he'll he'll bring these great big bags of gummy bears and he'll show them to us on the skype like i dare you tell me there's something wrong with this bear but you talk about a fictional person who's a little bit like maybe we'll think of jeff 30 or 35 years from now 
And you call that, that person Uncle Ferd. Tell us about Uncle Ferd. Oh, my God. Okay. So um, everybody has an Uncle Ferd, okay? Even you, Jeff. Um, and it's someone who defies biochemistry, which I have to tell you that don't get frightened by that term because I never took a chemistry class until I was much older. And um, it's somebody who you know drinks a gallon of vodka a day, smokes five packs of cigarettes, and is only dead at age 103 because he was shot in the back by the impotent uh, husband of Uncle Ferd's lover. He's, you know, and so that's really what Uncle Ferd is. So, and and people will come up to me and they're like, "Well, you know, you tell me all this stuff about like you know greens and 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 that's really nice, but you know, I have an Aunt Myrtle, and she and I just sit there and I think, well, you know, I'm really glad for Aunt Myrtle having such a great constitution and being able to defy biochemistry, but the rest of us, if you cut off our arm, it's not going to grow back. Okay, so um, that's sort of you know the reality of of a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that's uh, that is nutritional, and so anyway, and the, and the idea is not to make it about biochemistry, to make it fun, and so you eat this food that tastes really great. I mean, the first thing I want to think about with the nutrition is delicious. Yeah, but where did the idea come from that food that's good for your body is unpleasant to eat? Yul Gibbons. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, for for those who are under 30, tell us who Yule Gibbons is or was. Yule Gibbons was this guy who used to, um, okay, he ate a lot of natural foods. But the reason that, that some of you out there might be laughing is because you remember there was a commercial with Yule Gibbons. It was this older gentleman who looked fine. He looked healthy. But he would walk up from behind a pine tree and say, part of this pine tree is edible. And you think, well, which part? I mean, I'm looking at my Christmas tree here, and I'm not thinking chowing down. You know, like, I'm not going to put a little salt and pepper on this thing and go for it. So I think it was the idea that um, also the early foods that were considered, quote-unquote, healthy tasted like sticks, rocks, and seeds. And it really, you know, it's like there's a lot more to healthy foods, and they don't have to be like something that's right out of the dirt. They can be really great foods, and they can taste great together. And so um, a lot of us have just, you know, we've evolved in our cooking techniques. And also even, I mean, and I'm, I'm including raw foods as far as great foods to eat and are very tasty, but we needed to to kind of get our palate in the mood for that also. Because I, I also think at that time you had... Um, People who were, I mean, you're coming from a uh, meat and potato background. That was mine. You know, the big Irish Catholic meat and potato people. And to say, here's your granola bar. I'm like, what is that? Like, the textures, the flavors are just very alien. And now I look at it and I think, oh, okay, well, we have a lot of different companies that are producing things that are really healthy for us, that have lots of different textures. And I've, and we've been exposed to those things. And I don't think we were. I think we had sort of national, you know, creamed corn going on, you know, and, and everything came out of a can, and now now I think we have more fresh vegetables and things like that that are available. I think that people have forgot. I was saying this earlier, I, I think that people have forgotten what vegetables taste like, because mm-hmm. we've, we've gotten into the habit of covering them in creamy sauces and drenching them in cheese and dumping a pound of salt on them. It's like broccoli is really good, and field greens are delicious, and have you ever had just butternut squash just steamed? It's delicious. It's like candy. Um, and also, you know, the healthier you eat on a regular basis, your taste buds change. So you don't, you, you know, the things that you crave are going to start being those natural, delicious foods. I mean, dates are like sweet candy. Dates are like gummy bears, I would even go as so far as to say. <laughs> wow, I know what I'm going to send Jeff for Christmas. Yes, a big old <laughs> box of dates the way to do it. <laughs> so if you are interested in, in challenging your gummy bear habit or in talking about changing your taste or asking some of your questions about nutrition, give us a call, 888-558-6489. So Marty, start first with the questions that everybody wants to know. Where do you get your protein? Oh, geez. I get my protein um, from... Uh, from the same place that cows get their protein from, I get them from plants. I get it from legumes. I get it from, and that's a fancy schmancy word for beans, mm-hmm. and um, whole grains and fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds. You know, a lot of people think that um, they go, oh, fruits and vegetables. Well, but there's 
no protein in there. Well, there is, there are two grams of protein in four cups of romaine lettuce. So um, that's not a, you know, it, it's very easy to get this kind of stuff. There's a lot of protein in, in beans. And the big question is, how much do you really need? I mean, that's really the question is, how much do you really need? Because we have this idea that we need this enormous amount of protein. And um, I'm 5'5", five five and I weigh 125 pounds, and one of those things is true. And um, I only need 45 grams of protein, which is like, ooh, all these numbers, what does that mean? That just means that I need a couple of cups of beans, some veggies, and you know, a cup or two of whole grains a day. That's it. And if you think about a whole day, I mean, like if you had, you know, oatmeal for breakfast and then maybe at lunch you had a piece of fruit and in the afternoon maybe you have a, you know, um, you have a, a, a lentil burger and then later on a snack after that you're going to have, uh, what do I usually have? I usually have like something like a lara bar or a granola bar or something like that. And then for dinner I'll have like a cup of beans and a cup of quinoa or something. I'm, I'm a big quinoa fan oh, too, Red. Quinoa all day. All day. And I'm done. I mean, I'm like way done with the protein. And and if I have salads with that, I'm adding that protein on top of it. So it's very easy to get. And what's nice about plant foods is they also have fiber in them. Fiber is so important. It works like a broom and it cleans out your intestinal tract and takes out really nasty things like extra cholesterol and cancer cells and stuff like that, which you don't get from um, from animal products. There's there's zero uh, fiber in animal products. So it makes it very difficult for your body to get rid of the stuff that doesn't work. Now, you both have talked about quinoa, and that's a very strange word, and it starts with a Q and sounds like a K, and that is already <laughs> off-putting to a lot of people. <laughs> Plus, when you read the quinoa package, it says you have to wash the quinoa or it will taste bitter. You've just lost America. Bring them back. Turn everybody on to quinoa. I I have to confess. Confess. Okay. I have never washed my quinoa. Oh, my God. I'm not a quinoa rinser. Oh, yes. I'm not a quinoa rinser. Yes. I I I hear that people do that. I know. There are heretics around me. Yeah. And you know what's really also groovy about quinoa? Okay. Not only does it have every amino acid that your body needs, Okay, because a lot of people are like, oh, protein, no, 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 no. Well, you have to have all these amino acids. It has all the amino acids that your body needs. It takes 10 to 15 minutes to cook. Like, how fast is that? I'm a working mother, okay? I need healthy food fast. And I have a teenage son, which means I'm going to be going through a refrigerator of day of food. So, um, to me, I want something that's quick, it's easy, it's got lots of protein in it because he's doing the growth spurt thing and I can throw some veggies on it, I'm done I can move on to my next task and that's what's so great about quinoa. Um, it also you can throw all kinds of different spices in with it because it has this nutty flavor and it picks up those spices, you can throw them right in the water that you're that you're uh, cooking it in and you can do curries or you can do you know savories, whatever it is that floats your boat you can do in that little pot of quinoa you know how I love quinoa? One of my new, and I've been doing it a lot lately, so I'm sure I'm going to, at some point, it'll be overkill. Breakfast quinoa. Yeah. You throw a little bit of almond milk in there, nuke it in the microwave for a couple minutes, or put it over the stove, a little bit of maple syrup, some walnuts or almonds, mm. something like that, slice some bananas. Treat it just like oatmeal. Mm-hmm. And it is so good. Like you said, it has that nutty flavor, and the texture has got that sort of chewy. It's so good. That's so, like favorite breakfast. Let me be yeah. clear on the culinary aspect here. Is this quinoa that you cooked the day before and you put it in the microwave? You can't just put dry quinoa seeds. No, you got to cook the you quinoa. Cook it the day before. Yeah, okay. cook the quinoa. Just and, to be sure. Oh, yes. Just to be sure. I am not incorporated. I can't be sued if you <laughs> give somebody uh, bad quinoa instructions. <laughs> we have a caller. Right. Hey, Jane. Hi there. <clears throat> and Hi, my calling name from? <laughs> I'm calling from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Oh, cool. Nice to hear from you. The Christmas capital of the world. Yes, exactly, and uh, it's like a it's like a Christmas weekend out there right now. <laughs> so, um, my question is very, um, very generally, if you could offer any suggestions when, say, you're at a party and you know it comes up that you're vegan, and people say, you know, they look baffled and can't imagine what you could possibly eat. Um, I was wondering if you had any suggestions for either like a little sound bite that can kind of sum up. Uh, what what vegans eat very quickly, or maybe some foods that they may be familiar with that don't seem so like scary. If you had anything like that, 
Thanks. Okay. Who All wants right. to take it? You first. You're the dietitian. Oh, don't you love that? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Well, when people ask me what I eat, I just um, I tell them I eat Mexican, Italian, Thai, Japanese, Chinese, Greek. <laughs> um, I eat just about everything except straight American fare, mm-hmm. and um, and even that um, I I'll, I'll have like a black bean burger or I'll talk about burgers and stuff and portobello mushrooms. And, um, I try to just kind of say, well, that's, that's all that I eat. I eat like everything. And the variety that I have is really, really huge. So then I, I usually ask them what they eat Mm -hmm. because that helps me figure out what is their frame of reference. So if they're, Mm -hmm. they're like, well, I have a chicken salad every day with ranch dressing. I go, Oh, you know what? I used to have, I used to uh, blacken some tofu and I'd have that at my fridge and throw that in my salad. It was absolutely fab. Or I just throw in some, I do the same salad thing. I throw in some beans. So it helps me figure out where, you know, what, what is their point of reference? And so I can answer the question Mm -hmm. better. Right. Well, I I think that a lot of people um, don't consider the fact that you know, regardless of whether they're vegan or not, they already eat vegan food. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're already eating vegan food. I promise you, you are. Um, so normally, my response at first is, "Well, I eat all the same things you eat, just minus the flesh and secretions." Uh, and sometimes that goes over well. Other times it doesn't go over so well. Um, but you know, but again, that's where I, I try to engage. I ask yeah. them, "Okay, well, what do you eat?" And, and that's when I offer, like, "Okay, well, I would do the exact same thing." Except instead of the chicken, I put some tempeh in there mm-hmm. or, you know, X, Y, Z. And so that sort of makes them take the picture of the food that they eat and replace, you know, just take out that piece of chicken and put in a piece of tofu or something else along those lines. Um, and it, it helps them to visualize that it can happen. It can mm-hmm. be a real thing for them, too. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to holidays, I know we have Thanksgiving coming up. Yeah. And if you look at the typical American Thanksgiving meal, take away the turkey and it's basically vegan. Right. Okay, mom puts some cream and butter in the mashed potatoes, and there might be some butter or something in the pumpkin pie crust. But generally speaking, everything either is vegan or could very easily be made vegan. And now you can even get things like tofurkey and field roast, so you have something that is turkey-like. I and mean, Gardein yeah. came out with a, with their roast this year. Yeah. Very excited Ooh. to see that. Or you could go onto the La Diva Dietitian YouTube channel and you could do the, yeah, the hostess with the mostest roast, uh, which is, is, is really a very simple um, uh, dish to make. Um, the only, and it looks really groovy because you, you can get a um, uh, puff pastry oh. and it's filled with, uh, tempeh and whatever whatever that source is like some people that need gluten-free might be doing tempeh um, i don't need to be gluten-free so i'm going to put some seitan in it mm-hmm. and i put homemade um shiitake mushroom dressing in it oh. and i roll it up and i bake it and everything and i cook for 10 people and none of them are vegans except for my family so i have seven or eight people that aren't and they do the turkey thing i do the entire rest of the dinner and everybody's just oh. like, oh, yeah, let's have some more of their gravy. Let's have some more. You know, and you can make gravies and stuff like that that are absolutely fat-free that are very yummy. And if you're going to a party and you know you're going to a, far, uh, a party mm-hmm. where there's going to be food, bring vegan yeah. food with you. I promise you it'll be the first one that's gone. <laughs> I guarantee you. And you will be the only one left with nothing to eat because everyone <laughs> else has got the chicken and cow and all the rest of it. So it's inevitable. I mean, vegan food is delicious. And I... and. I, you know, hey, I'm biased, but there's a little bit of extra care and love put into it, I feel, as well. And I think you can taste it. I'm going to go out there and say it. And don't forget dessert. Oh, no, no. Oh, my God. I used to have people say, oh, well, you must be vegan. Oh, well, here's your apple for dessert. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you on drugs? No, man. I want, like, pudding. I, you know, I make espresso cream cupcakes mm-hmm. with cappuccino frosting. I mean... Like, you can make incredible desserts. And I actually had somebody ask me to cater their, their bridal shower because they saw my cupcakes. So I was like, yeah, okay, fine, not a problem. Um, the desserts, really simple stuff is like you can make a, a, and this is one thing that's really great about vegan food. You don't have to worry about leaving it out for like mm-hmm. one hour. It has to run back into the fridge. And you can eat the batter. You can, I know, I know. <laughs> you can eat the cookie dough. It's great. And uh, um, I make this 
chocolate pudding, and then I change the ingredients, and it becomes a lemon cream. And then at the at Christmas time, I change the ingredients, and it becomes a cranberry mousse. Same basic nine yards, oh, wow. silken tofu. Absolutely no other type of tofu, but silken tofu. And you just change what you're popping in it, and you can get you can make parfaits. I mean, the food is mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. Wow, aren't you afraid that somebody might try to blackmail you? And say, Marty Davy, R.D., said all that great stuff about pudding and cupcakes. Oh, well, depends on how you make it. My cupcakes are made with no oil. Uh-huh. So um, I can do a chocolate ganache, and the cupcake's going to be about 80 calories, which is almost nothing. Um, you can have a third of a cup of the pudding that I make if you make it with light silken tofu, and that's around 100 to 125 calories, depending on what kind of chocolate you put in a chocolate will change what the calorie intake is um but when we tell you to have 100 calorie snacks you know that just 100 calorie snacks of chocolate pudding um (laughs) women of a certain age are very happy to know that they can go vegan and they can have their afternoon chocolate well it's true and you know sometimes just a little something sweet is what you want it's not Mm -hmm. you know if, if you want the whole pie you know, you, you call Overeaters Anonymous. If, <laughs> if you don't want the whole pie and you have a sliver, that seems to be it. Yeah. That kind of fills the bill. Yeah. Oh, well, let us come back with more puddings and pies and, and nutritional quinoa. information. Quinoa. Yeah, beans and greens. Beans <laughs> and greens and keens. I loved how you said that. Stay with us for more Main Street Vegan on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com. Amazon.com or your favorite bookseller. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear It hinders your forward movement When you keep bringing up the rear Thank you for tuning in for Main Street Vegan. Here are your hosts, Victoria and Adair. Hey, everybody. This is Victoria Moran on Main Street Vegan Radio. You can find out more about the Main Street Vegan world at MainStreetVegan.net. You can also follow me on Twitter at Victoria underscore Moran. And I am here today with Erin Red Grayson. What's your Twitter handle? It's at Erin Red, E-R-I-N-R-E-D. 
and Marty Davy, registered dietitian. What's your Twitter handle? It's Ladiva Dietitian. Ladiva Dietitian, and that's dietitian spelled D I E T I T I A N. Right. Some people do a C. Yeah, that's that's for people who aren't dietitians. Oh, okay. <laughs> when All you right. When you get a T, it's very exciting. <laughs> okay, very good. So you can also find Marty at ladivadietitian.com. Right. If you go there and you click on her fabulous 1950s hair, <laughs> it will take you to the Ladiva Dietitian YouTube channel which is really, really fun. I mean, seriously, this woman is an actor and a comedian. It's so great. And if you, on that YouTube channel, will then click on the martini glass. Oh, no. At, on, on, when you go to the front page of the website. Of the website. You click on the hair, it'll take you to the Oh, I see. One. Okay. You click on the martini glass, it'll take you to This is else. so confusing. Oh, just go to the website. Click on the hair. Clicking. Go to YouTube. Click on the martini glass, and you go to the cupcake and life blog. Yes. That makes sense because if you eat enough cupcakes, you feel like you've been having martinis. Absolutely. It makes makes sense. Okay, let's get to some of the other really basic questions that scare people away from being vegan. How about calcium? Okay. Um, Well, you should be vegan because actually um, I went to one of my – one of my textbooks, and I – because people ask me that all the time. Well, I need calcium, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so – I was trying to find out what had more calcium. And what I came up with is not just what has more calcium, but what is actually available, like what is uh, absorbable calcium. Because you can eat a bunch of stuff, but if your body doesn't absorb it, it just goes out. Remember the, you know, olestra? Okay. So, um, so you can do the calcium from milk, which body doesn't really absorb it as much as it absorbs from tofu is number one. Um, number so you're talking... Calcium sulfate uh, tofu. Right. Okay, so you have to look on the label and make sure that that's on there. Right. Okay. And then um, uh, then collard greens, and then it's bok choy, and then it's what is it? Oh, bok choy. Um, and then, cause, because milk is number seven. Cow's milk. Cow's milk is number wow. seven. So... Um, The reality is that these greens that you can eat are going to give you more calcium and they're going to give you all this other great stuff like folate and there's just all kinds of stuff that's packed in there. Plus, you're going to get the fiber. So why wouldn't you want to do that? It's the biggest nutritional bang for the buck. And to me, that's what's really important, especially because when I was going to school to become this incredibly fabulous dietitian, um, I found out that people do not, like, shower you with bucks when you're a master's student. (laughs) I was surprised. You know, I was going to be a master's degree. Nobody just came up with a million-dollar check and said, here, go for it. So um, I had to feed us on not a lot of money, and everything had to count. So I, um, so I was going to the grocery store, and I was buying stuff that was going to give me the biggest nutritional bang for the buck, which is why I ended up putting together a video, because people always say, oh, it's so expensive to be a vegan. And I was like, no, it's not. It's the cheapest way to go. So I, you know, I thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a video, and it's called Million Dollar Nutrition for a Food Stamp Budget. And I went to the people who give out food stamps, talked to them about how much money we would have, and I made sure that I could feed a family of four for a week vegan for what you got on food stamps. That's brilliant. Totally brilliant. Because people are concerned about that. I know yesterday I was shopping for the Academy. We've had this hurricane, you all know. So things are, are bizarre up here. And the delivery company that usually brings in the groceries, you know, I'm here in Manhattan and have no car. So we have things like delivery grocery services. But they couldn't deliver. So I went to Whole Foods and I was shopping for breakfast for five days, three lunches and one dinner for about 15 people each time. And I really felt what somebody must feel like who has five or six kids and is going to the grocery store. You really do have to stretch it. And what I was seeing that because I was also shopping for a couple of food demonstrations that are being done by wonderful chefs and they wanted very specific things. You know, they want radicchio and fat-free raspberry vinaigrette dressing and things like that. So that kind of ups the, the yeah. cost. But to just keep it basic with the fruits and vegetables and season that you can buy in bulk, the bulk grains and beans... This is so inexpensive. Oh, I think yeah. when, when people think a vegan diet is expensive, 
they're thinking about the prepared foods. They're thinking yeah. about, you know, the frozen mock chicken and the vegan ice cream and the cakes and pies and, you know, the things that are pre-made and just the same as regular prepared food is more expensive. If you stick to a whole foods, plant-based diet, so whole grains, beans, legumes, nuts, seeds, vegetables, and fruit, I mean, you don't have to be vegan to just look at your receipt when you're done grocery shopping. Pick out the things that are most expensive. What is it? It's the processed foods. It's the meat. It's the dairy. Those are the things that are expensive on your che- on your receipt at the end of the day. So when you think about just the basics, like, like Victoria said, it's just that's really inexpensive. And you can buy things in bulk more frequently that way. Well, uh, the first... Um, I- I've worked on a couple of weight management studies, and the first one was three years, and it dealt with family weight management, so it was dealing with the dynamic of a family. Um, So we brought these people on to campus for five days, and the last day we would go to a grocery store, and we had three sets of folks. One that was going to do what we would consider a conventional healthy diet that included lean meats and stuff like that. Then we would have one that they bought basically the way they they bought food and ate food um, before they came to the program. And then we always had one that was doing um, vegan organic foods. And I would take those people around. And the most expensive were the people who were buying foods the way they did before they came in. And almost always the the organic, now we're talking about organic, not just like right. oh, yeah. we're not just going to buy this cucumber, we're buying all organic stuff, was really not that much more than this whole conventional thing that didn't have organic foods. And you also have to factor in the fact that you're not going to be spending endless hospital and doctor oh bills gosh. when you're yeah. later in life. I mean, it's preventative medicine. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then um, the latest one that I did, which was for the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, that one was for uh, Marywood University in Scranton, and that was three years. And every year was the same nine yards. It was, we, we came back that the, you know, the vegan food was going to be really inexpensive, and it was going to be organic. Um, then I worked with people at Geico, the insurance company, and they're buying food. Now, they're, these people you know, didn't have a whole lot of money, and they were like, wow, you know, I'm buying chicken that's you know, $2 or $3 or $4 a pound, and I can buy beans, and they're 79 cents a pound, right. and I can get 12 servings out of that. Right. So why wouldn't I do that? Um, and I just, I was like, well, yeah, you, what you find is that you actually have a little bit more money to buy something that you maybe is a little bit, you know, a, a little bit, uh, maybe have money to buy something that's organic. Exactly. Or, like, I'm a spice fanatic. Like, I have a gazillion spices. And um, you can take the same foods, you know, when you're broke, you can't afford a whole bunch of different types of foods, especially if it's in the wintertime, because you don't get that seasonal stuff happening. So, okay, so now I'm going to make it a curry, and then I'm going to make it something else. I'm going to throw some tomato sauce, and then it, now it's a chili. Or, you know, um, and all of a sudden, I I was looking at the menu I was putting together, and I thought, this is such a varied menu versus what I see people eating, which is the starch thing with the chicken thing with the small salad. And that, to me, was like, that was a real eye-opener when I started to look I went back because I've been a vegetarian and vegan for over 30 years, going back and going, oh, wow, that's, you know, that's what life was like. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you about the chicken thing mm-hmm. and the salmon thing because okay. so many people will say, oh, well, well, I'm, I'm almost vegan. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I, I do have some fish. What, what is the deal? Why do conventional dietitians and, and physicians push this salmon deal? Uh, well, mainly because uh, they haven't done their homework. And, uh, you know, I mean, I go to conferences all the time and I'm ready to rip my hair out because you have to sit through the dairy um, the, the dairy presentation or you have to sit through the beef presentation. And I look at it and I'm like, you're, you're just denying biochemistry, okay? We tell people as dietitians, the, um, the Academy, it used to be the um, American Dietetics Association, which is now called the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. They would tell you if you're allergic to something, let's say that you were allergic to peanuts, they would say, well, you have to avoid all nuts, right? Just stay away from them. But if you're lactose intolerant, you know, their convention is half paid for by the Dairy Council. So are they going to tell you not to drink milk? No, they're going to tell you that you have to have lactate. You know, they're going to make sure that money part is there. Or they're going yeah. to tell you to drink milk and then take this pill right. so you don't get and, sick. And salmon, I mean, really, Chinook salmon is 50% fat. Now, if you if you want to be on a healthy diet, 
you're going to be somewhere around 20% of your, your fat, your calories are going to be fat. I mean, it's like they just have this idea because, and I know because I taught the one nutrition class that is taught to physician assistants in, at one school in the United States, and they were actually a very good school and they really wanted to push nutrition for these physician assistants. Uh, they don't have the knowledge. They just don't. I mean, I don't peddle pills. Why are they telling people how to eat? Right. You know, it's you need to stay within your scope of medicine. Now, for dietitians, they ha- are still having the curriculum from 1945, I swear to God. It, it amazes me. And we have so much good research out there that is repeatable outcomes. When you're looking at research, you don't want just, oh, this one research you know, study said blah, blah. You want it, they can do it again and again and again and again. And we have repeatable outcomes that shows you make all the cholesterol you need. You don't need to eat any cholesterol foods, okay? It's a cultural thing. I understand a cultural aspect of it. But at some point, really, you know, like yeah. don't you want to be healthy? And you feel, and it also, to, I'll tell you one thing I find difficult, is people have no idea what it's like to feel really well. Right. They, they go, oh, I'm not sick. Yeah, but I can't explain to you how good it feels to wake up in the morning and you feel good, you just feel great. And I can't explain that to you, but once you get it, you don't want to lose it. So true. Wahoo! <laughs> I feel a little bit like the revival meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and then I was touched by the color green and I saw the light. But it is true. It is true. It's wonderful to just have that sense of aliveness. And I remember back when I was in my 20s, and I didn't feel it, and now I do. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that's backwards. You right. know, you were supposed to look back yeah. and say, oh, I remember back then when I felt so good. It's not like that. Right. And, and it, it really is, I think, attitude is a lot of it mm-hmm. and general health. I mean, I'm looking around at, at a room here at students of the academy, and half of them are distance runners and yoga teachers <laughs> and very active people, and that's important, too. But, oh, my gosh, the food is a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a teenage son. How's that going, food wise? Um, it, it's it's very funny. He's uh, he's very committed to being vegan. Um, and uh, although there are some times when you just you lose the battle to win the war, um, like he'll somebody will give him some chocolate or something like that, and they're like, "Look, it's dark chocolate. It doesn't have any animal stuff in it." And I'm like, "Well, it does." You know, and I leave that up to him because he needs to make a decision, you know, and and if I don't let him decide, then I'm going to have a bunch of problems. So um, I also I'm a very um, evil mother. And um, I I started cooking at age nine because my mother went to work and somebody had to make dinner for all the rest of us. And uh, now that he's 13 and he's almost 14 and I can't wait for him to turn 18, um, I make him make dinner once a week. So um, I said, I don't care what you want to make. I will do procurement, but you are going to do process. And I'll, you know, I'll help him through it, and I'll talk to him, like, what do you want to make? And I don't care if it's peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with bananas. You know, the idea is you figure it out and you make it. Um, I'm going to do that with my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. That's genius. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and so then I made him go to the store with me once, and he went, this takes like an hour. <laughs> And I said, well, yeah, how do you think it magically appears in the refrigerator? You know, like, yeah, I got to bring it home and then I have to cook it. So um, then one week he forgot. He he was supposed to do dinner and he and he forgot. And I think he thought he was just going to kind of like, okay, I'll just get by this. And I said, no, Seamus, you have to figure out what to do because your father and I are coming home and we're hungry. And you got to, you know, we need some food. And he was like, well, I don't know. And I said, well, you have about 15 minutes to figure it out. And so then he called me back and he said, can we order Chinese? And I said, okay, you can hardly Chinese. (laughs) It's coming out of your allowance. That's okay. If you want to pay for it, that's okay with me. Uh, She was like, okay, so we got sushi. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because, again, you're trying to teach them to be adults. If if you were an adult and something happened, what would you do? You'd say, hey, look, I'll take you out to dinner. Come on, it's on my dime. Okay, that's fine. You know, and... um, when he gets up in the morning, I try to make sure that he has some breakfast thing and a lunch thing. And I buy stuff specifically so it's quick and easy for him, which, you know, um, I want him to learn how to cook. But the other aspect is he's running in. He's got stuff to do. My son is exceedingly busy. And so I know now I'm going to buy him some soy yogurts because he can grab that and he can walk out the door. 
Um, and after soccer practice, he'll take that with him, and then he can have it after soccer, soccer practice. So it's, it's, you know, it's planning. You just need to plan a little bit, as you do with any diet, no matter what you're eating. Um, and I find that now there are lots of different vegan foods that are out there that are really yummy and, and convenient. Yeah, so you can satisfy really any craving at this mm-hmm. point. There's, at, at, you know, 10 years ago, maybe something, something a little different, and that could be an excuse. But at this point... Especially in most, you know, major cities and stuff, there's restaurants. There are endless well, food options. You need an immersion blender, and you can make almost anything. That's what I'm saying. The no excuses for immersion blender. So we have about yeah. a minute left, so I think it's probably time to let people know what is happening next week and to thank you both so much for what thank happened you. this week. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Uh, I'm humbled to be Thank you program. for being here. So we've got ErinRed.com. Check her out. La Diva Dietitian. That's dietitian with two Ts. Check her out. Next week, my guests will be Brian Clement, Ph.D., and his uh, wife, Anna Maria Clement. Clement PhD. They run the Hippocrates Health Institute in South Florida, a, a magical healing place. They have lots and lots of books. They're going to be focusing on their brand new book, Seven Keys to Lifelong Sexual Vitality. So if that's something you're interested in or you know someone who might be, tell them to tune in to Main Street Vegan Radio right here on Unity Online Radio. The Voice of an Awakening World. I'm Victoria Moran. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Main Street Vegan. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time as Victoria and Adair Moran entertain, educate, and inspire you on your vegan journey. This program is sponsored by Main Street Vegan. To learn more about Victoria and Adair or to explore training with Main Street Vegan Academy as a vegan lifestyle coach, go to www.mainstreetvegan.net. That's www.mainstreetvegan.net. parenting doesn't happen by default it's intentional it's a decision about who you'll be and what you'll do in your family life join your hosts reverends jennifer and ogan holder each week for unity family matters as they guide you on a spiritual journey creating conscious family life experience the light side of parenting realizing your divine identity while raising your children to know they are the light of god Gain insights based on unity principles. Talk with today's prominent experts in spiritual parenting and address your questions and comments from spiritual perspectives. Unity Family Matters. Every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Things may happen around you, things may happen to you, but the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. This meditative moment from Reverend Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guest on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer, or positive intention, can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central or 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity online radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify. Spotify. 